Welcome to Happy Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. A Tuesday that, honestly, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't think about calling in today. <laughs> it does kind of have that... Uh uh, let's do it. Let's do it in the front yard, kind of uh, radio. Do radio in the front yard, kind of thing. I, I was gonna say we are not doing anything <laughs> else in the front yard, sir, other than drinking. Yes, this is a good day drinking kind of day. It really is. So let's let's get all this radio out of the way so we can day drink, shall we? What if it's now? What if it's the same weather on opening day? Ooh, then uh, yeah, I might as well just block out all my plans for this weekend. <laughs> Well, I mean, opening day in April. Well, like like I said, block out all my plans for that weekend. Okay, I'm just going to be down in Detroit getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> it is beautiful out there. I think the high was supposed to be in the 60s. It's 75 out there. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, yeah it's, it's easily like mid-70s right now, and I love, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, this is the kind of global warming I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's out there with two cans of Aquanet sprayed in the air. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. But, Sean, what about the children? <laughs> you know you know my <laughs> thoughts on the children, sir. They'll live, or maybe they won't. Not really my problem. Right. So At that point, it, that's, that's the next generation's problem to deal with, not right. mine. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, kids. It's, we're all going to be attacked by robots anyway, so, I mean... Exactly. Like, it's not even going to be a problem We're to deal be, with. Being chased by laser shooting robots. Like, oh, wow. What is it? 75? This is nice. This is nice. <laughs> it's good, you know, being chased by robots' weather. Yeah. <laughs> High today, getting up to 73. Speaking of, tonight, yeah. uh, isolated thunderstorms this evening, becoming more widespread overnight. Did I miss all the thunderstorms this morning? Because there was supposed to be, like, a bunch of that going on. Like They were it, actually talking tornado weather for today. Really? Did, yep. And I'm, I'm going to assume that didn't happen. No. I mean, it, was torna- it wasn't a watch. It wasn't a warning. It was tornado-esque, tornado-adjacent. Interesting. But there's thunderstorms expected this evening, starting around, like, late in the evening, like 11 o'clock, midnight, and Good sleeping weather. There. Oh, yeah. There you go, except I won't be sleeping at that point. Oh, so. that's right, yeah. Uh, low tonight at 43. Tomorrow, showers in the morning, cloudy and windy in the afternoon. A morning high of 51 with temperatures falling sharply to about 25 by about 6 tonight. And possible flurries and snow showers because, you know, this state just doesn't like to let you have anything nice. No. And then mostly cloudy skies, really partly cloudy after midnight tonight with, or tomorrow night with a low of 20. Then for Thursday, partly cloudy with a high of 38 and a low of 29. Don't worry, though. It's going to be 60 again by the weekend. <laughs> It'll be about 70 by Monday. Nice. 74 right now in Flint, 74 in the Tri-Cities, 72 in lovely downtown Lapeer, under sunny skies. Here's Barnes Courtney. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. Well, it's about perfect day drinking weather today. You know what else is a great uh, great day for? Red Wing Hockey. Cue the music. <laughs> yeah! So oh. I already gave you the rundown of Sunday night's action, but you got a uh, game tonight. Tonight against the Caps. Alexander Ovechkin is coming to town. And his pull, his goal production has decreased a little bit to where people are asking an honest question. Do you think he's going to beat Gretzky's goal record? I'm not looking to say he's not going to do it based on one kind of slow by his standard season. Yeah. Like, he's still got, I would say, several years left. In, well, not several. He is 38. But, like, I think he gets into his 40s and is still playing at a competent level, like, he is. He he's is. only two seasons removed from a 50-goal year. Like, he's probably yeah. only going to crack, like, 25 this year, but... A lot of people... I was listening to another radio show that wasn't ours. I know. I'm cheating. How dare you? They're saying, do you already consider Ovechkin the best goal scorer? And some people are saying yes. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Look at the stat sheet. This isn't a, a participation trophy. Right. Like he, He's got to get more goals than the great one. Yeah, there's there's no way around that. Like according to the actual stats that matter, yeah, he's not yet. I'm not saying he won't be. He, he's he's got it. The pressure has got to be mounting. Oh no doubt. Like he knows what what kind of weight is hanging over him right now. Yep. No doubt about that whatsoever. And he's. I, I'm, so I'm hoping he's going. able to do it. I want to see him do it because I, I want the Gretzky, want Gretzky to have one less you know 
thing on his record, quite honestly. <laughs> so that's what this is? You have some sort of hatred for the great one? Yeah, overrated. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> overrated. Overrated. Next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the Red Wings. The Red Wings are surging right now. I mean, just absolutely surging. We start talking about that game on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, uh, and I, I had a good feeling. I had a good feeling that they were going to beat the St. Louis Blues. I mean, St. Louis Blues haven't been that great. And the the Red Wings lit them up, a final of 6-1. to one. Nice little stat that apparently uh, – uh, St. Louis Blues, when they score first, they were like first in the NHL of being able to win a game when they score first. And then it's like bottom of the league if they don't score first. It's it's insane. Uh, you got all of those weird stats, man. <laughs> yeah, Bally Sports, they were right on top of that one. Patrick Kane, Rasmussen, Robbie Fabry, and Alex Brinkett on the power play in the first period. And we're talking like uh, 33 seconds in, Patrick Kane. Uh, with his 11th of the season. Yeah, but I mean, you're going to win like these blowout 6-1 to kind of games. Like the, the, the stuff that impresses me more lately is where they're taking teams to overtime and winning in close games. Oh, because, that's right. Avalanche. I forgot about that. Yeah, the Avalanche. Yeah, the Blackhawks. Like you have all these games where you're, especially with the Avalanche game, like you're actually beating real competition, like Stanley, a Stanley Cup contender. Yes. And you're beating them in a close game like that. Yep. In OT. Like, the, these are the kind of games that you're going to be playing more of in the playoffs. Like, it's not going to be, like, shootout games like so many of their wins were early on in the year. And, this, and those are games I don't think this team would have won, like, even a month ago. No. No. I mean, this team is clicking. It's to the point... We've talked about it many times that they play up or down to the competition. So they when they uh, take the Avs to overtime... That's kind of like, okay, yeah, that's the Red Wings of today. But I would have expected the Wings to kind of lay down to the St. Louis Blues because they were just a lower opponent, but they didn't. They they played consistent to what they did against the Avalanche. And that was, I mean, that's certainly nice to see. I mean, but I, I'm every bit as happy that they're playing to Colorado the level that they are, and even more so when they blow out Chicago. Yeah. You know, they're a garbage team. <laughs> Chicago Might blow out, I guess, but well, yeah, but it's they were amped up that night. Oh, Chelios gets his uh, his uh, number retired. Uh, they have a big old welcome home to Patrick Kane, and it's usually those distractions that really clip the Red Wings, where they just don't do well. No, and, and I, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, sure. but when che- during the first intermission of the game, I was listening on the radio on my way into the other gig, yeah, and. Where Chelly just give this whole speech about how, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I played for the Wings and all this stuff, but I was always, always a Black Hawk in my heart. And, <laughs> you know, referring to Wings as the enemy and things of that nature. Like, you played longer here. You won cups here. You yep. didn't win any there last I checked. Like, yep. Yep. all this is going on. Like, just stick the dagger in our hearts. Why don't you? It would be against he, Detroit. He was playing. With uh, he, he was playing to the Chicago crowd because last time when it was uh, and this was like five six years ago when it was Ch- Chelios Appreciation Night he dropped the ceremonial puck he got booed mercilessly by uh, by Chicago and so this time he was like okay I'm gonna play nicer he didn't even he mentioned Detroit on accident everybody booed he's like oh I know I know they're the enemy and blah 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 you know but it is. He's he's just as much of a Red Wings Red Wing as he is a Blackhawk. He's which, more, quite frankly more a Red Wing than a Blackhawk. He played uh, here longer. He played cups. ten years here, eight years there, and yeah, two cups. Yep, yep. It's the Norris trophies that he won in Chicago. I think that really kind of stands out for me. But right. but yeah, he he's got four Stanley Cups under also, his belt. Also, he didn't open no Chelly's Chili in Chicago last I checked. No, he did not. He's got four Stanley Cups: two with the Habs and two three. With, one with the Habs. One with the Habs. He was what? in there in 86 and 93. Yeah. No, no, he was not. He was, he was with Chicago. You're right. He was in Chicago in 93. So one with the Habs and two with Detroit. Exactly. None with Chicago. Yeah. Zero. Zilch. You know who has cups in Chicago? Patrick Kane. And know who won in the overtime for the Red Wings on Sunday night? Patrick Kane. Storybook ending. I mean, first of all, they're given like the, uh, the highlight reel and the ovation and everything else. And the... Sound of Mickey Redman cracking voice. He he was he was he was crying, and he came out and admitted it. <laughs> he was he was really uh, emotional. So and and then to see 
Patrick Kane get out of the penalty box, long pass to him on a breakaway, took his time, looked over his right shoulder, make sure nobody's on him, and popped it in. Good night. <laughs> and that was the the winner. And he and he's and he acknowledged the Chicago crowd. Chicago fans were cheering that. I saw a lot of Chicago fans who were like, "Okay, yeah, we lost." He's like, "Good job, Kaner." You know? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I was rather surprised to see that. Like, I I wasn't sure honestly what kind of reception. Like, because I feel like they're kind of you know, bags. Yes, that, that, very absolutely. much so. Very much so. I mean, when you have somebody who uh, like Chris Jellios, a storied uh, hockey player. Like him and boo him on his own, like on his appreciation night. I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect, quite frankly. But I think wasn't didn't Kane move, go to New York in a trade? Yes. Okay, so he didn't choose. No, wait, a he got traded from Detroit too. No, he signed in Detroit. He he signed as a free, free agent. agent. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Because I thought he got traded to Detroit. Uh, no, his contract was up with New York, so he goes and gets the surgery and then signs. With no, Detroit. no, I'm talking Chelios. Chelios got traded to. Uh, yeah, you're right. He did get traded to Detroit. Okay, yeah. Because he was part of a big old trade deal that also brought, brought Wendell Clark, Ulf Samuelson, and Billy Ranford. All people I've tried my best to forget about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, whole, whole Billy Ranford. So they're on, what, a four-game, five-game winning streak right now? Yeah, it's been – and they're going tonight. Uh, who are they taking on tonight? Capitals. Capitals. Which Capitals are technically, um, they're, I think, just outside of a, yeah, they're, okay, they're, they're six points out of a playoff spot right now. Yep. They're, the, they're the top, they're the first team out in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Uh-huh. But Detroit, I mean, they're within four points right now of being in a, an Atlantic division uh, out of the wild card thing. If Austin Matthews could just calm down a bit. They might, they might have, a, they might have a chance because Austin Matthews. I mean, you're getting, you're getting firepower from other people in Toronto, but you take out Austin Matthews, the whole card, uh, card house falls. So and you're right, five game winning streak for the Wings. Five game winning streak, fantastic. You just love to see it. I mean, yeah, especially take, right now. Right, they take on the Caps today. The New York Islanders on Thursday. Uh, Islanders have a little bit of identity crisis. I don't see a problem there. Your big competition is going to be on Saturday, 3 p.m. Puck drop, Florida Panthers. That's going to be that's going to be a big one. I mean, uh, well, yeah, Florida is currently sitting at second place in the East. They've been a hard team to for a lot of teams to beat this season. Have we've played them once or twice already? If, if memory serves, uh, I believe so. I'm I'm looking at that right now. Gotcha. I'll, okay. I'll, but I mean, Florida. This was a team that I we had lost ri- to them in OT last time. No, we beat them in OT last time we played them. Okay. This was a team that I wrote their obituary before the season ever started. They, a lot of people did though. Uh, yeah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be this good. But I mean, Sam Reinhart, he is uh, second in goals. I mean, he's just getting things done. So good on him. Good on them. Still like the. Like to see them uh, see the Wings take the season series there. Yeah, because I already feel pretty confident if you draw Boston in a first round matchup. I'd like to feel a little more confident about some of the other teams you might face too. Patrick Kane was quoted as saying that, I mean, I'm paraphrasing that the Wings could uh, win a seven game series against anybody in the league. I don't know if how much I buy that, but I mean, they, they've they've got a shot. They're tenacious. You, I'll give them that. There are some West uh, Western Conference teams I'm not necessarily convinced that they would beat in a seven game series. But I could see them taking on anybody in the East right now in a seven-game series and potentially winning. Yeah. You could beat Boston. You've oh. done it a lot. You could beat Toronto. We'll see. I think you can beat Florida. You you can beat Tampa Bay. Like, there's no Oh, one. yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Rangers might be the one that's qu- a bit questionable because I don't believe you've beaten them this season. But I don't see too many teams in the East that I'm, I'm going to say right now that you absolutely cannot beat in a seven-game series. Yeah. I mean, they've... I know regular season is different from playoffs, but... Certainly. I mean, they've taken taken good care of teams like Tampa and Buffalo this year. They have, like you said, they play up to their level of competition. They're starting to beat the trash teams a little more often as well, which yep. is great to see. 
Yep. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens against the Capitals. They are at home, right? This yes. Is, okay. Yes, night's home game. Sweet. I'm sure a lot of people just happen to call off work today and go down to that one. <laughs> and I don't blame them in the slightest. Here is, uh, I don't know how, but they found me. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. So just kind of a public service announcement, word to the wise of sorts. Like, I wouldn't recommend if your company is not, in fact, a monopoly of enacting, like, ticket bastard-like uh, business strategies, like this, for instance. Wendy's has decided they're going to start testing Uber and Lyft-like surge pricing. <laughs> I, was bring, I was bringing up the same story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I saw that today. Like, you know why Ticketmaster and Uber can get away with that? Like, Because they're practically effing monopolies at what they do. Yeah. You're not even necessarily the best fast food chain within a quarter mile of your restaurant. I do like, I do like a good Baconator, but point taken. I do, too, but not enough to pay like surge pricing for one. So the price of a Wendy's Frosty could soon fluctuate throughout the day as the chain looks to introduce <laughs> Uber-like surge pricing on its menu. This does not... I, I mean, I kind of get what they want to do. They're probably saying, okay, we're getting... Uh, seems like we're getting a lot of uh, orders between 11 and 1 p.m. That's because it's lunch, a-hole. And then we're getting a bunch of orders between 5 and 8. That's because it's dinner, a-hole. Uh, so they want to price smooth that out a little bit. Okay, let's wait. It's kind of like uh, the old days of cell phones. I'll call you after 9 when my... We, uh, Evening minutes kick in. Yeah, but food doesn't work that way. I know, but to the prices. So it was like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, let's let's get there before eleven because the prices go up. Okay, let's well, wait until let's wait until three o'clock to get something. The prices uh, will go will go back down. Well, the thing is, that's not going to happen that way because you know what people are just going to do? Go the f somewhere else, yeah, right? <laughs> like they do understand that there are other restaurants out there that aren't Wendy's that aren't going to be engaging in this predatory process, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I give it like a two weeks, and then they're going to have a commercial where they parade that hot little redhead out. Yeah, sorry, sorry, guys, sorry. <laughs> we didn't realize you guys didn't want your the price of your your uh, bacon air to change throughout the day. Yeah, guess we kind of mi- didn't read the room here. Yeah. You don't want to be looking at the Wendy prices like it's at a gas pump. What is it today? <laughs> right? Like have have the big old sign out front. Okay, this is this is what a Dave single currently is. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I hope no nobody else goes to that. I like the idea of knowing before I pull up how much things cost. Right. Because well, that's and that's probably why they're doing because like you're gonna feel like an a hole, like well, oh well, that, that that's not what I thought it was gonna be. Sorry, I can't afford that. See you later. See, I think I, I haven't. You're gonna have a lot more drive offs. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to Dorothy about this yet. Uh, she used to work at Wendy's for many many years. I'm curious to think what she would think of uh, the situation. I almost want to get her on the phone, <laughs> but she can't watch her language. Well, yeah, there there's that. We we know we can't really trust her to do that. Besides, isn't she at work? No. <laughs> She had the day off today. Ah, fair. I, I just can't wrap my head around how they think this is something that's going to help their business at all. Like, right. All it's going to do is cost you uh, business in, in those peak hours, and people aren't going to make for it up for it any other time. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I, the only thing I can think of is, now if it was like, okay, uh, uh, Baconator costs this much during this time, we're knocking a dollar off. If they were saying we're lowering prices during this time, then you're going to spread your uh, business out throughout the day. Right. You set a high, you know, set your base price at whatever it is and don't have like, oh, well, we might just jack it up here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're being a long line. They jack it up every day at four. You get in line at 350, but somebody can't figure out what they want. <laughs> so you get there. <laughs> oh, uh, your total is twelve. No, oh, I'm sorry, eighteen dollars. <laughs> Wait, where are you going? <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> right. Few details were released about the change, but Wendy's CEO said the new menus will let the fast food chain test more quote enhanced features like dynamic pricing and day part offerings, along with AI enabled menu changes and suggestive selling. <laughs> AI suggested selling. Hi, would well, you, Baconator, would you like some crazy glue with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, 
I mean, we, we already started to see it because there's another there's a, another restaurant uh, fast food chain around here that's just switched to AI people taking your order. <laughs> oh, really? I don't go there anymore. <laughs> it's just weird talking to... I, I, I have a thing about talking to the technology anyway. Like, I'll talk to an actual person. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, I... I, I don't want to have a conversation with artificial intelligence. Yeah. That's not how Oh, this yeah. Works. I've been dealing with a lot with uh, uh, insurance companies and stuff like that. I have to go through all the prompts and everything else. Tell me your social security number. Uh, tell, what can I help you with today? Uh, yeah. But I'll tell you what, though. Those people that think that, you know, the burger flippers are the scourge of the earth, if they have to rely on the kiosks that they can't wait for yeah. or an AI to give their order, they're going to realize that a lot of times they're the ones screwing up. I said no pickles. No, you didn't say any pickles. There's one fast food place that will record your voice. So I said no pickles. All right, let's go. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> That's awesome, and I think more places should do that. Yeah, I, I do like because there is another uh, fast food joint around here that has the kiosks now, and I rather like it because like I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I didn't have much of the way of problems ordering before, but I definitely don't now. Like I'm I'm totally fine with cutting the human experience out of most things <laughs> because I am ultimately pretty antisocial. So I'm entirely fine with like I don't need I I don't need my food to be an interactive experience necessarily. I mean, if you could just like sit in the bushes and then they just hang the bag out the window and you just scurry up, grab it and scurry back. <laughs> You'd be fine with that. <laughs> I actually totally would. Not even gonna lie to you. <laughs> All right, I'm putting the bag on here, and I'm turning my back. <laughs> and Sean eats another day. <laughs> You're not entirely wrong, man. I said no pickles. <laughs> like that's one of those things where you it, you know guarantees that if I didn't get if the order still ain't right, then that's on me. Yeah, which I'm fine with because I don't get, I'm not one of these people that consistently gets my own order wrong. Oh yeah, I've gotten on people like that, especially on Facebook. I was like, oh man, I, I asked for extra pickle and no pickle and three cheese and, and they can't get that right. I was like, well, you have too many, you have too many uh, requirements there, princess. Get out of the line. This is for quick people. Like, do I special order things sometimes at restaurants? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be the first to admit it, but I'll also be the first one to to say, oh. God, I did say that, didn't I? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I screwed that up. My bad. Right. I, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go in there and harangue some minimum wage fast food worker. And they want 15 an hour. They want to live there. They want to have a living wage. They actually want to afford to keep a roof over their head. <laughs> you don't deserve that. You can't even get my order right. Yeah. Yeah. Serving me is an honor in of itself. Jesus Christ, I feel like there's... Brother. <laughs> I feel like we know people who actually do feel that way and, and act that way. Yep. And there's a reason why I don't go places with them. Or in some mm-hmm. cases, I'm just not friends with them at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Ah, here's Death Cat for Cutie. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. So we go from talking about fast food uh, restaurants basically signing their death warrants yeah. to some places that have already apparently beaten them there. Yeah, apparently we're just hungry. <laughs> 41, think? 41 unperforming locations of uh, Outback Steakhouses, Caraba's Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, and Fleming's. They're closing. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to one of those places. Yeah, I, I, years ago, <laughs> I kept talking to Dorothy about a Bloomin' Onion, and we went there, and, and it was good, but everything else was just kind of subpar. But you're seeing this where, uh, you know, Chi-Chi's, they all went down. That was big old E. coli breakout. That oh, that's right. Yeah. That killed the entire yeah. company. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but I mean, used to, uh, there used to be Bennigan's, Chi-Chi's. There used to, uh, Logan Steakhouse in Flint. They shut down. Well, everything at Genesee Valley shuts down because that place, quite frankly, shouldn't be open at this point. Yeah, the water main I, breaks, and the water main seems to break like every other week. There, like they've been closed. I think more than they've been open in twenty twenty four. Now, Logan's weren't they just on? Were they connected to? Genesee? Because I thought they were just on, they were on uh, Miller. I, I think they were, I don't know if they were connected to, I think they were out on the, out, out in front of one of the outlots or whatever. Mm. So they shut. I'm wondering, are people just kind of done with the uh, chain restaurants? Are the, are the small town restaurants, are they winning? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like. There are certain ones that aren't going anywhere. Applebee's doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon. No, but I mean, a lot of times, 
you hear like you know stand up comics or people if they want to make fun of a restaurant. They make fun of Applebee's. Oh yeah, yeah. We went on a first date. We went to Applebee's. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but then you had one of those yeehaws actually get 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 a big old hit talking about going to Applebee's on a date night or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, whatever the stupid the people who like who like are fake country people are. Yeah, into. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of a punchline. Oh, we went to Applebee's. Yeah, went to Red Lobster. You know. Whatever. And by the way, Red Lobster is awesome. Back off. Um, those cheddar biscuits, I tell you oh what. Oh, God. Yeah, I tried to make those at home. It wasn't It was, wasn't pretty. We don't talk about it. They uh, sell the frozen ones, I, I think. Know, and they that's, do. And I haven't tried those yet. They're pretty decent. Uh, Rach's family have done those in the past. And mm, no, yeah, they're, no, they're good. No, I think apparently we're just hungry. Uh, but I mean, yeah. So, I mean, especially well, in our, <laughs> our group of friends, it's, it's not, hey, Let's let's go to Chili's. Let's go here. It's you know let's let's go to Sweetwater for wings. It's I know of a place uh, a little out of the way, but they, they have a good this or they have a good that. It's because uh, most of those chain restaurants are just optimized to serve mediocre food, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of what it is. Like it's 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 just higher end fast food is all. Well, maybe that's what it is. I mean, with the economy the way it is, people aren't eating out as much to where they're like, if I'm I'm going to, the times I am going to go out to eat, I want to have a good experience. I want to have a new experience. Let's let's do something different. Yeah. You know, so I I think there's a lot of that. And I'd be finding a lot of great restaurants when we do venture out. A couple couple duds, but... uh, I'm not going to bag them because I want their advertising dollar. Um, Yeah, we seem to always find, like, these really cool, like, the -the hole-in-the-wall places that just have, like, the best food ever. Like, like obviously, I'm I'm partial to the steakhouse in Lapeer, certainly. Mm -hmm. Yes. And another place in town that does mighty fine steak, and maybe Mm -hmm. these places should advertise with me, and I'll mention them on the air. But absolutely, one of my favorite steakhouses in this town is, like, a a little Mexican place tucked away in southwest Detroit. Oh, yeah? Ste- they make a good steak. They make a great steak, and then drown it in salsa, as of it course. should be. <laughs> you told me about that. I'm intrigued, but still, it's like, it's a Mexican place. We got a steak. How do we make a Mexican? Uh, salsa? Okay, that's perfect. Do that. <laughs> All I'm saying is don't knock until you try it, dude. <laughs> Just, uh, do we wrap it in tor- tortilla? No, no, we can't do that. <laughs> do you have to hit a uh, uh, paper mache donkey to get? No, we can't do that. That's, that's really out there. Uh, but I mean, this is one situation where the big guys, uh, we're, ki- we're, we're killing off. I, I will take this as a victory for millennials. Yeah. We're finally killing off garbage mid tier chain restaurants. Yeah. Go us. And it sucks for the people that work there. Cause I know some people that work, uh, some family members who worked at Applebee's at one time or another, but yeah, it's like, yeah, but every one of them will tell you that working there was terrible. Yeah. Like we have, I believe at least one or two people on staff at Solid State Radio that worked in the kitchen at one of those. Really? And did not enjoy it. A- ask, a, ask one of the Sunday night guys one of these days <laughs> about how working in the kitchen at Applebee's is. So it's like, a, just couldn't figure out the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not a rocket scientist. But they'll, they'll tell you even the foods, like, like there are certain things that you absolutely avoid when going places like that that are just absolutely just generic slop. And they're not wrong. And it, it seems like a lot of places thought that, you know, they could trade on a, on a name like that and sell up this experience in your commercials. And then you get there and the food's just mediocre at best. Yeah. And we're, you can't get away with that now. No. And you know what? I, that's one thing I will take pride as a millennial in having killed. Well, I mean, when the money, when, excuse me, when the money was flowing, when the economy was better, people would go out every every week or whatever, and say, okay, Applebee's fine, simple, we know what we're expecting. Chili's fine, Olive Garden fine, but then it's like now going out maybe once every three months, and then if we're gonna go out, we want to go somewhere with a good experience, a new experience. That's always fun. Like we went to, uh, you took me to. Uh, Sweetwater had a great experience, even though they gave me flack for eating a chicken sandwich instead of the wings. <laughs> you go to Sweetwater for the wings. I even though, That's yeah. the whole reason you're here. Even the waitress was giving it. I was like, listen, I, I, I haven't eaten in a long time. I need to grab something and bite it. <laughs> I'm not going to nibble on the chicken wing like I'm a damn squirrel. 
<laughs> then they brought what, you the- eat your wings like they're goddamn corn on the cob, Adam. What? I yeah, wanna- yeah, I do. Uh, of course, then I saw them bring out the big old platter, platter of wings. I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I should have got those. Yeah, I screwed up. You did. So I don't know. So if there's any uh, small, or if Chili's or Applebee's wants to advertise with us, we'd be happy to uh, talk you up next time. Sorry we had to do that. Yeah, sorry we had to do this to you. It's a, it's just a damn shame if you know maybe if someone would advertise with us, yeah, or send us some free food or something because we're both starving over here. I know, right? <laughs> oh well, it's happy hour. <laughs> so I'm sure for most of you, happy hour isn't exactly where you come to get your you know space news. Yeah, no, but possibly I, should be because Adam's been following this stuff and I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I I like some of that space stuff. There was one time I was like five years old. I want to be an astronaut. And then I was like, nah, I'm I'm good. At least you weren't one of those kids who wanted to be a fire truck. Not a fireman, a fire truck. I want to be a fire truck. Just (laughs) fill me full of water and take me to somewhere hot. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, NASA landed uh, uh, a spacecraft robot onto the moon, very much like a... The uh, uh, rover uh, rovers that they got going on in on Mars. Mars, Odysseus. How yeah. did it take us this long, by the way, to get back to the moon? Like we've been to Mars so much in the last few years, but it's taken forever to get back to the moon, despite the fact that it's significantly closer, and also we've already landed there. Yeah, here we can see it. it's right there. Um, they, I think they didn't, they didn't find any reason, or they couldn't find a good excuse to go over there until they they wanted to check the solar caps of. The moon yeah, of didn't they proof say, of water. Yeah, so there was something about there's ice and water on, on there, too, which might make it semi-possibly habitable. Yeah. Although... Not not habitable for humans, but finding any kind of micro uh, microorganism... Orbi- organism? Microorganism? <laughs> orbi- so this is why you don't come to us for science talk, kids. <laughs> One of those creatures. <laughs> I mean, it's a sign of, you know, life on another planet, and that would be huge. Uh, Odysseus. Well, for there to be water, doesn't there then have to be like oxygen in some capacity? Yes. So, I mean, maybe not entirely habitable, but you know, you could establish a life or a colony or something there theoretically if, if there is indeed water there somewhere. That's where else you have to drill for it. So, like, yeah. drill, baby, drill. And then they found out there's oil there. Oh my God. <laughs> The U.S. has just annexed the entire moon. <laughs> no, apparently in the 1950s, the, uh, the U.N. passed a law that the moon could not be owned by one country or another. Uh, but then they'll find out there's mo- there's oil in there. Like, oh, wait a minute. Some guy from Texas just bought the moon. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> just firing off guns in, into space. Like, a full moon? No, that's full new Texas. <laughs> 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 no, uh, they're apologized to, to New Texas, <laughs> New Texas, uh, and yeah. full New Texas. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, you know the Iranians were like, "Do we have a space program?" No, <laughs> couldn't afford it. We had to sell the. We got Hashid. He, we, we can put a rocket up his. <laughs> and uh, they could afford a space program. They just well, no, they'd rather use the nukes here, though. Yeah, the like nukes. how many gold chains is that going to cost me? Oh, that's a lot. Mm. Okay, so. Because I started watching this, I was I was in bed and uh, YouTube was uh, live broadcasting the landing. I'm like, oh, I want to see this. I'm like, uh, it's gonna be. They're saying it's gonna land in about five minutes. I'm like, oh, so I put it on the big TV. I'm like, come on, kids, watch this. And it was nothing. It was like a, a still shot of anybody in the control room, which the control room looked like a DJ booth at a nightclub. Uh, <laughs> and then you had a, a couple guys on a panel, like at Sports Center. They're talking about okay, and three, two, one. And we've landed, and they're all, everybody's cheering. Uh, everybody in this big hallway. There's hundreds of people who worked on this program. They're all cheering. Champagne's being popped. I'm sure somebody got defiled. Uh, and then they're like, "Oh, that's great! Oh, thank you for watching this. Uh, you know, because they didn't show any footage." <laughs> Welcome back to Space Center. <laughs> Welcome to Space Center. Yeah, you saw a big old touchdown tonight. Odysseus. Odysseus? What was I don't know. He landed on the moon, and uh, yeah, it's been a big touchdown. Uh, we're, do we actually have it? Do we have footage? Uh, no, we don't. Anyway, thanks for watching. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there was no footage. I was pissed. And I was expecting to be like, okay, hit like and subscribe. Hit the shop button. So buy something with NASA on it. because Buy something. We just pissed away $2, million, $2 billion because of Thing landed on his side. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I mean, there's a lot of money and a lot of tiresome man hours and woman hours for uh for this program, and it landed on its side. But I mean, now they're saying CNBC, CNBC is reporting that it uh, they are getting the first images from the moon's surface over the weekend. As a space spoiler craft. alert, there's not a lot there. Yeah, it's just a sky, <laughs> moon, just some alien looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because R two D two fell down. The company's <laughs> historic I M one mission is now operating on the moon after landing on Thursday, become the first privately developed spacecraft to soft land on lunar surface. Uh, let me see. Where where did it? Say? Really a little too soft. The landing just tripped over its own feet. <laughs> 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 Uh, but but you know what? But you know what that's gonna do is uh, uh, oh, intuitive machines. Uh, they said they expect Odysseus to operate until Tuesday morning, with, when its solar panels will no longer be exposed to the sun. Their stocks fell thirty five percent. But you know what that's gonna say is all the people that say that we didn't land on the moon, which a lot of them have an argument. <laughs> uh, that we didn't. Oh, land on don't the, tell me you're one of these people. I, no, that. no, I want to believe that we landed on the move. I think that's. I think that's a great thing. Uh, why other countries haven't? China was like, yeah, we're going to send some people to the moon. We want to. We want to see this plaque you guys supposedly put up there, and we want to see all the uh, all the like the little land buggies that you guys put up there. And we want to see that flag. We want to see the flag that's just bouncing over the place, even though there's no oxygen. Uh, and, and the USA is like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> now well, hold, hold on, on China. <laughs> Can we talk to you about back for a minute? <laughs> I don't know. I want to know that we landed on the moon. I think that I think that's very important because they're talking about uh, sending a, a crew to Mars. Uh, that'd be a long, long trip. Well, yeah, you'd never, you wouldn't, you'd never make it back alive. That's for sure. I mean, how long does it take for one of those things to get to Mars? Even I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, you're pretty much. In your twenties, if you come back, you're be you know forties, fifties. I was on Mars. I mean, you said somebody who's almost fifty. We talk like that. <laughs> radio. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So now the people are like, ah, oh, we never land on the moon. Ah, oh, they said they landed on something, but now all of a sudden something went wrong, and they can only get uh, footage until Tuesday. I mean that's still footage at least. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. I well, would I, they be able to get it again 30 days from now or whatever it is when the sun comes back when it rotates around the facing the sun again? I, I would think so. I, I I didn't pay that much attention. Oh, uh, oh NASA's like, oh, well, we only paid paid for the 30 day free trial. <laughs> so uh, oh, oh what are you gonna uh, do? It's a tough tough time of the year for uh, for NASA. You know, well, if if we had a space shuttle program. You know, we'd be able we'd be able to pull it out, but a little rough this time. NASA, they're uh, the ones who <laughs> have like a one of the space shuttles outside of Cape Canaveral, which I would love to go see. Yeah, uh, and uh, when I went to Washington, I didn't go to the second Air and Space Museum that has the other uh, one, uh, one of the space shuttles. I think they got Discovery over there. But I mean, here we uh, here it is. They have like one of the shuttles, Endeavor or something like that, just mounted in front of Cape Canaveral. I'm thinking if I have a busted old vehicle in front of my house, I get a blade ordinance. <laughs> well, these are going to cost them more to dispose of the thing. <laughs> no. In Florida, you just say, free scrap. True. <laughs> is, is there copper in there? Oh, oh, all right, we're in. Hey, Hector and Jesus are off the back. <laughs> Gracias. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure your your car probably doesn't hold that busted car. Yours doesn't hold any historic significance. No, no. the back seat does. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Good lord, I'm like I'd fit in the back seat. <laughs> True. Here's Candlebox at Solid State Radio. You know, I don't feel like waiting until Friday this week to unleash judgment on people. Shall we get into <laughs> a little round of unsolicited advice? Yeah, I think I have a couple of drinks of whiskey in me. Let's. Uh, I'm feeling judgy. You're always feeling judgy, and you're usually feeling whiskey. Yes. So let's get into another installment of Sean and Adam's Unsolicited Advice. You know the drill by now. Real people, real problems, yada, 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 we ruin lives. So let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. Dear somebody who cares, my wife and I are staying with my sister and her family for a while because our house is being renovated. While staying with them, of course, we witness how they do things, and I have a serious issue with how she's raising her children, who are 10 and 7. They're pretty nice kids, but honestly, so far in life, they're pretty useless. 
My sister and I grew up on a farm and by their ages were extremely competent in taking care of ourselves. We also had barn chores after school. Her children don't really do anything to help the family at home. They don't even make their own beds. My sister does it. Don't put their school lunches together. My sister does it. And they only take care of the dog when an adult reminds them. I feel strongly she is raising them to be useless, entitled people. I believe it might be my duty as her older brother and their uncle to be honest about this. My wife disagrees. We agreed to run this past you. Uh, I see the issue. And the writer has a point. But ultimately, it's not your kids. Yeah, I mean, you can casually mention things to your sister. Hey, that's not how we were raised, huh? <laughs> what do you say, sis? Uh, after that, shut up. It's her kids. Her and her husband will raise them as they see fit. Here's what I don't get here. So you're a guest in this woman's home. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't live here. Like, you're just staying here at the, out of the kindness of your sister's heart. Yep. And you have the audacity, the, the cojones, the, cojones. the unmitigated gall yep. to come into her home as her guest and tell her how to raise her kids. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Do you have something invested in this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's I, just a garbage thing to do. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, uh, it's frustrating because, I mean, I can see his point. He's probably worried about his niece and nephew becoming They're garbage. They're seven and ten, exactly. for Christ's sake. No, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's, they don't live on a farm. So they're not going to have those chores. And maybe maybe the, the mom just likes doing it. I mean, I, I, you can make all kinds of excuses. You can put all kinds of scenarios in there. But once you break down to ba uh, brass tacks, it's her kids. Back off. Let her raise them the way that she's going to raise them. When you get done with your newly renovated house, have the niece and nephew over there and give them chores. Yeah, if you're so invested in this... Like that's a that's a pretty low thing to call your seven and ten year old niece and nephew useless. Mm -hmm. That's pretty harsh. That's a garbage thing. And like I hate children, and I'm not sitting here calling seven and ten year olds useless and legitimately writing to advice. Why why do why do my sister's kids suck so much? <laughs> do anything. <laughs> How are they going to be prepared for the real world at seven years old when their mom dies and they have to pick up the slack? <laughs> What's what's their generation called? I want to bag on them now, not Gen Z. They'll be all be gone. Uh, they'll be gone. Like <laughs> the 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 AI robots will be taking them out. Oh yeah, that's right. Be, it's going to be all them. I forgot about the AI robots. Yeah, yeah it's going to be the seven and ten year olds. Going to be Joey. It's going and that that's pretty much it. <laughs> so I don't know. This guy just needs to uh, pull stay the stick in his out lane. from his ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no absolutely no reason for you to get involved or even act like you have a right to get involved. And if you want to continue staying there, I would keep your mouth shut. Wait till uh, wait till the very last day. Hey, thank you so much for taking us in while the house was renovated. We got to have you over uh, for a nice housewarming party. It's going to be great. I'll, anyway, we'll see you later. We left you a uh, bouquet of flowers, and your kids are useless. Peace out. Yeah, if you're going to have that, that conversation, which quite frankly does not need to be had, you wait until you're already out the door and there's nothing she can do to you. Yep. And just hope that she's not good with sharp, with, uh, doesn't have good aim with sharp objects. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little concerned about my niece and nephew. They seem to be really useless. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about this later. Uh, no. What, well, well, let's text. <laughs> How about no? How about no? That that does not need to happen. Right. All right. Let's let's do one more real quick here. Sure. Dear, oh God, not these two. Literal anybody but these two. Sorry. My That's husband and I have been married for three years. We've been planning to have a child within the next couple of years. My problem is it seems like every time we have a serious argument, he threatens to leave me. Sometimes he does leave the house for a couple hours, and when he comes back, he's calm and apologizes for leaving. We don't actually fight that often, but this is how he always seems to end the argument, either by threatening to leave or by leaving. Sometimes when he's upset, he says, why don't we just get divorced? I find that very upsetting. 
Wow. Sometimes I lie awake in bed worrying about our relationship. I really do love him, and when things are good, they're great. I'm just not sure how to respond to this. Yeah. Leave him. Kind. I mean, <laughs> you, you definitely got to get through this before you have a kid, because, I mean, you don't want to have a broken home and have to deal with custody, and that, that's a pain. I mean, and then it's not, it's not conducive for a child, but... I mean, this guy, he you back him into a corner or you, he has a little bit of adversity and he wants to just blow things up. Why don't we just get divorced? Well, then why don't you leave, a-hole? Well, apparently that's what he's been doing. Yeah. The problem is she keeps letting him come back. There's, there's my solution for you. Next oh, yeah. time he leaves or threatens to leave or whatever. Like, Change the locks. Yep. Oh, you left? I'm sorry. I thought you were leaving. You were divorcing me, remember? Yep. Yeah. Well... You, you, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my actions. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I thought you were leaving because I burnt the meatloaf. You took off in a huff. Well, we'll see you later. It's all right. I already got a date schedule for, uh, for later tonight anyway. Yeah, so. and you're kind of in the way. Now, unless you can run a camera. Vamos. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, okay, we took it to an extreme. But, I mean, the point's there. Yeah, well, if, if the guy wants to just wants to constantly... Think he wants to end the relationship, or does he? Does he think that he's going to win any argument if he pushes that panic button? Yeah, you know, uh, they're talking about you know where to vacation or what, where to go on Christmas, and well, why don't we just get divorced? And she, she, does she say, okay, all right, let's stop arguing. We'll do it your way. I mean, is this his fail safe? I think so. And he absolutely is, and unfortunately, it's worked. That's the problem. Like, she keeps giving in to the nonsense. Yeah, well, that's not a marriage. A marriage is 50-50. So, I mean, I mean if, if, this is, if, if this is his way of going about things, then no. Leave him. Get, dump that hero. Get yourself, I mean, get that zero. Dump, dump your hero and get yourself uh, a zero. zero. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go hang out at <laughs> convenience stores and pick up a guy who needs money. <laughs> hang out at your local dive bar on the day shift and see just what... <laughs> See the kind of wonderful dudes that come through there. Yeah, the guy, yeah don't don't hang out until after four because that's when the guys who have jobs start rolling in. Wait, get there around noon. And I'd, I'd say wait till after midnight because they're going to be equally good there. But yeah. that's just going to be drug dealers at that point. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to talk to a twenty-four-year-old guy named Dylan who's waiting for his disability to kick in because <laughs> he suffers from vertigo or something. Like Exactly. And then he'll hit, then his podcast will really launch off. <laughs> <laughs> he'll pay you back, he swears. <laughs> no. Dump that zero, get yourself a hero. There you go. I knew I knew if we did this bit long enough, eventually he would agree that the solution ninety percent of the time is just go no contact. <laughs> I you're, this is the second. I, I think you're, cher- the last you're, week. you're cherry picking. <laughs> this is the third time in the last week you've been with me on this. Yeah. I, I've converted him to the dark side. I've no. finally done it. I've, I've succeeded. <laughs> I will take my victory lap. Go me. I told you. I, I've been saying all along. All we need to do is start telling these people to just break away from each other. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it just has to happen. No, I think you're cherry picking these topics. They're like you're going through. It's like no, no, he'll come up with a good one for that. No, uh, oh, here's one that's just straightforward where the guy's a total asshole. So <laughs> now I'll bring this one up. Now that's not necessarily true because there's some of these I pick like where the guy is just a total a hole, and I know you're going to be like, you should give him a thirty second chance. <laughs> thirty three times is a charm. Like, so I, I think it's not even that because I know that you're you'll stretch to give your to to give the guy the benefit of the doubt every single time. The fact I think I just finally broken you is what it is. <laughs> I finally did it. I broke this man seven years of doing radio with him, and this is where we're at. Yeah, well, I also kind of broke you a little bit because your plan was to have have her have another guy. <laughs> Best way to get over a whole, one guy is to get under another. <laughs> Well, no, because you always suggest a threesome and did in this yeah, case, too. Yeah, yeah. I just suggested le- going no contact and then getting under another dude. Yeah. I'm not saying have a third party involved. That's the difference. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Hope that helped. It's over. Jack Daniels!
is happy hour at your local alternative solid state radio as we get set to get the hell out of dodge and turn things over to a full hour of uh local um original interpretive dance can't hard to do on the radio now but you make it work a lot of tap dancers a lot of tap dancers tap dancers cloggers yep oh can't forget about the cloggers you can't i place I work at, you said, well, you, you remember yeah. our opening act for back in the day with Jam Night used to be clog <laughs> dancers. And line dancers. and all, Yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. It was, it was a different time. And it truly was. No, really, what is it you're doing coming up at 6? I don't know. Uh, it's local original music at its oh, best. okay. That's what you do. And it's a two for Tuesday, so double shots from uh, such bands as double shots from Cougar and the, the Romantics <laughs> and Sybil and the Beast. It's gonna be a good, good time. And then who's who? You got this Friday on on sessions. The Commissars, uh, kind of doing acoustic stuff. Uh, I'm really liking what they've put together. It's very interesting because I know Matt from the old music scene, the old Flint music scene in the 2000s, where he wasn't playing any mellow stuff. <laughs> it was a complete different kind of Matt. What band was he in? It was a Solid Left Hook. Ah, you know, my the early days of St. Pauli, we did some shows, we traded shows back and forth, and we had we had a great time. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be coming in. He's bringing in a, a, a cohort of his, and it's very interesting because, like I said, well, I've got your songs, "Medicine for Your Sads," I've got "Gas Station Girl," which I really like. He says, "No, no, no, we're going to play them all live." Okay, so we're playing them live. We're going live. We'll do it live. In the meantime, Sessions is up next. All being well, we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon at 3. See ya!